the atmosphere of all the Irish fans and it was just incredible to see those green jerseys walking around like really and truly Irish fans Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball Morning, morning Keith, how are things? Good morning, gents. How are you? Keeping well. Thanks for for hopping on. We uh, we're always finding new new ways to to stress you out and come up with lists and and uh, numbers and names. But uh, we've this 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 is not an easy one either. But it's your current world fifteen. Was this a stressful one? Yeah, it was a stressful one. I actually am beginning to um, dislike the texts that are coming in from <laughs> producer Colm on a Tuesday. He's ruining every single Tuesday night for me. I hate lists with a passion. I mean, it's like, you know, you try as you get older to do things that you really like to do. And I'm having to do something I don't like all the time. I, I hate bests of. Um, they just, they give me ire, to be honest. But um <laughs> But the idea of trying to go through it, it's kind of, it's interesting. We'll know the truth of it, I think, in a couple of months' time. That's the other part. And that's why this is awkward, because you're just, you're putting your head in the block for for guys who could, you know, gain form, lose form, injured, whatever it is. But, and like, what are the criteria? The lack of criteria for Cullum is just quite extraordinary. I mean, he he hangs me out to dry pretty much every Wednesday morning. So uh, there's no criteria. It's just a message. Uh, Who do you think the best team in the world are? Which is is bloody awful, actually. There's nothing nice in this at all. So um, I was pretty busy yesterday and I was doing this, into the very close to midnight before I sent it over to you. <laughs> There's not a man and in the still world. Rubbish. It's still rubbish. It's still rubbish. There's, for for um, all the. For as much as you hate those lists, there's not a man alive who loves a list more than Colm. And and the less oh, details yeah. you get around it, the better, as far as he's concerned. Are you with these lists? Are you um? Are you cosseting yourself away? Are you dropping out a few texts to a couple of old pals, or how do you go about it? Particularly with a list um, like that. That's like, uh, I mean, it's pretty fraught. Well, it's important not to hang your friends out to out to dry either. But I, I hang my sons out to dry, and um, uh, I, I put them, and, and then of course they got angry with Colin uh, last night. So, um, so he has to be careful when he ever comes down to the Wood household. But um, uh, yeah, it's just it's difficult. It's trying to figure it out, and um, and then you get excited by certain ones, and then you're kind of struggling. It's strange. I struggled. I really struggled in the front row. Um, and that would be my former area of expertise. And um, because in terms of pure standouts, there are there are a lot of really good practitioners. So you could actually pick pretty much any of them. Um, and then you look at the, the back row and you have a multitude of standouts. And so that makes it really, really interesting. So my list is a list of sorts. Let's put it down as more a discussion document than a than a definitive list. And now that's about fifteen caveats I've put in already this morning. But uh, that just shows you how uncomfortable I am with it. So I guess the, in a, in a World Cup you are this close to a World Cup, Keith. There has to be a little bit of shit housery here. You, you don't want to pick too many Irish lads. You want to kind of be a, be a, be a bit like a Kerry man and play down the chances here. Yeah, I. Do you know what? I try not to do that. I mean, I get caught up in the excitement as everybody else does when we do well, but I try not to. And I think when you're looking at what's a World 15, you're trying to say who are the best players in the world at this moment in time. Now, that could be different from three months ago, and it could be different from three months from now. And uh, it's why I hate lists. So when you when you go and look at these things and you say, 
who are the great players that you've played with or against or who are the great players that you've watched. You can talk about them, but don't put them in order of form because, it, it, the, again, the criteria are so wide. Are they coming back from injury? Or are they not coming back from injury? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, have they enough experience or have they pure youth with no fear? Um, what sort of team are they playing with? Uh, is that team a winning team? Can you, you can have great players who aren't playing in winning teams. You can have players that are very, very good, but when they play with the All Blacks, they win 91% of their matches or whatever it is, you know, so it becomes easier for them. So, um, uh, like, you can back yourself into into psychosis trying to get your head around this entirely. So it's, look, I, I like it for a discussion, but it isn't definitive. That's And that's why I hate lists. You know, because but it's it's good for it's good for fun. The, the I try not to pick Irish players if I don't think they're good enough. Actually, as opposed to trying to say I'm not picking them for shit hosiery and trying to uh, lull people into a false sense of security. I also, you know, I just think there's fun in it too. But uh, fun and a little bit of grief. I'm looking at the names, so we'll we'll get into it, Keith, and your your fifteen because uh, some some unbelievable names in here. In fairness, uh, so start with the wingers. So we've got, I think you've got Hugo Keenan. You've got Keenan fullback. fullback. Sorry, Keenan Full. fullback. Of course, Will Jordan is in there. Yeah. Uh, you have. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sense of this. So you have Damian Penno, yeah. Penno as well, the Bordeaux wing. It's very hard to make sense of this because there isn't just fifteen names on that list. <laughs> well, some positions are kind. Uh, not to say. Look, I think. If I if I look at Keenan first, um, I, there's loads of players that you can put in. You can put in Ramos, who's been phenomenal. Um, uh, Barris at 15 is phenomenal. Um, I'm just looking at a level of consistency of performance, of excellent performance. Mm. And I think he makes pretty much any list at the moment. I, I'm... I'm a big fan. He's an unlikely-looking rugby player. He's not huge, but his his effectiveness is incredible. So I enjoy. I just I enjoy watching him. I'm excited watching him. And maybe that's one of the factors for my list. Or who are the ones that kind of raise the blood level that say, "Wow, he's a guy that you'd want to you want to see in a rugby field." Keenan, like I think he he probably has to be in any World Fifteen, doesn't he? At the moment, certainly on form and. He's timed it perfectly, Keith, as well, hasn't he? Because in, in a World Cup year, to be reaching these levels of, of his powers is just incredible. It's almost Stockdale 2018. You, you want to be peaking at the right time. Yeah, it's, 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 look, you want to peak all the time. That's yeah. the, I mean, that's, you wouldn't believe how greedy um, sportsmen are for, they want their, um, that sweet spot to, you know, where they're in their zone or things are going right for them. They want to, that, they want that to extend to a career. Um, they don't want it for, for just for a period of time. I just think he has played very, very well. I'm going to be really interested to see how, not just the Irish guys, but actually the Northern Hemisphere guys in particular, how they come out of this World Cup training camps to see how they are, whether they're rejuvenated or whether they're knackered. Because we've seen in times past where 2007, when went to the World Cup with a really good team and they just seemed to have got their training wrong. You know, they came out of it flat. They didn't, um, they didn't quite get to the beat of any of the games, and they they limped out of the World Cup. And it was it was it was a shame for the quality of the team that we had. And um, and you can see even on the last World Cup, it didn't work either. So I'm interested to see what um, what Farrell has managed to do with the the um, with the Irish team. 
what Borthwick has managed to do with the English team um, because they were been, they've been a bit of a shambles. So, um, and then, of course, what Galtier has done with the French team because they've been on a high for so much and their club teams have been on a high. How are they actually going to get to, to the level that they want to in their home um, World Cup? So, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued with some of those sort of things. Um, as we work through the team, the one thing about the lists, Keith, is that we'll find in the comments that people are how have they how has he not mentioned X right? And no matter if you were going till tomorrow, you won't have mentioned uh, mm-hmm. the A to Z enough for people. But just in terms, will you talk us through any of the options that you feel are are uh, mention worthy, uh, particularly in relation to the the wings there, uh, other players that might have come into your thinking? Well, look, I've I've Jordan and Penno on the wings, I. <sighs> It was really interesting watching um, watching Penno um, at the end of the season make two mistakes and then be the difference for them winning that championship match. Mm-hmm. I, I I just love the I love the ability of a player that makes a mistake doesn't go into a shell is actually amazing. There's very few people do that. Most when you make a mistake and you'd recommend from a, a psychological point of view, you try and do the next couple of things simply. But it's the truly great ones are the ones that make a mistake and then still have the confidence and the skill level and the attention to be able to do something magnificent. Class, so I think yeah. he he offers something amazing. Will Jordan is has been a big loss. He's been injured for a while, lost for um, in New Zealand. Him back gives them a cutting, threatening edge, sort of thinking edge. Um, from from the back three that they haven't had for for a while, and um, they always seem to have a couple of those players that are just just different, like electric pace. Um, so if I was looking at him, I'd be saying he's a guy to watch out for in the World Cup. I think he'll be extraordinary. The uh, in the centre, Keith, you've gone for Lucanio Am, uh, who can also play uh, on the wing, of course, uh, with the Sharks and Jonathan Dante, who uh, of course Raj has. Um, I've spoken about plenty on this show, so that's that's not a bad set of partnership. No, I've look. I, you could have um, you could have Barris, the other Barris, or one of the other Barretts in in the centre as well, because he's now seeming to make uh, twelve his own in New Zealand. Um, of course, you could have Henshaw isn't far away from that at all. Ringrose isn't far away from thirteen. I I, I don't see causes carnage wherever he is and still has a level of subtlety and uh, I think he's he's one of the most influential players again coming back from injury he's a guy to this is his, he is getting his timing right coming back for it um, uh, Lucanio Am uh, for me is I think consistently underrated as a 13 he just uh, he kind of gets bypassed because of his subtlety in in, um, in a Springbok team but he gives them a really good cutting edge. The, the, the speed that they have on the outside are only ever released because of um, of the timing of his pass often. Mm. And so I'm look. I'm a fan of his. And again, he hasn't quite been at the height, but I think he'll be a guy to watch out for for the World Cup. Yeah, and can you am as well? There's talk of Sia uh, Khaleesi is absent at the moment with a um, bit of an injury, but. His name has been mentioned, Lacanyoam, as one of these leaders in that South African panel, I guess, that could pick up the captaincy if needed. So clearly he's one of these players that leads as well as uh, as well as does. Yeah, 
Yeah, look, it looks like it consistently. I mean, I know that there was um, there was a view uh, in past times that Dialende would would have captaincy type material. I don't know that that's ever really come to the fore. Um, but I think if you can have a cool head, and uh, Lucania Ham tends to tends to have that cool head in the field. Number ten, you have gone with another All Black, Richie Moonga. I have just because I. Again, I was watching him play. He's had a battle for most of his career to try and get into the into the ten jersey, and um, Bowden Barrett being pretty incredible, Mackenzie being pretty incredible, and Moanga. I just watched him play last weekend, and this is absolute recency bias. Um, I just thought he really, really managed the game incredibly well, but also took control for some of the longer kicks, which he doesn't ordinarily do. Um, and because they normally they give it to Jordy Barrett because he can bang it over from pretty much anywhere mm. and was nailing everything. I thought he showed a level of control um, and it looks like the All Blacks are getting a sense of control that um, that they'd lost for a while. And uh, I thought they were really impressive last week. So look, it's him. It could be Andre Pollard, who's you know injured. Johnny, of course, who has been injured since February. That's one of the reasons he's not in there. Um but uh, I think if you're looking at even the last couple of weeks, um, he showed a level of maturity that uh, you know that the All Blacks need actually, because they often rely almost entirely on talent. But you need your ten to have um, that real maturity to to manage the game as much as possible and manage the players around him. And I thought he did that. We're not going to have any debate about nine. So let me ask you just one on that. If you were on that 10, if you're picking a team to start a World Cup final tomorrow in some hypothetical scenario like we're in at the minute and you're saying it is Moanga over Sexton et al. Yeah, see, that's that's why this whole argument falls down, Adrian. That, and that's why I, it was great to see you a couple of weeks ago. I've now gone off you already, you know. So that, that idea. Adrian, of, I call him now, yeah. I know. Yeah, of those hypotheticals, um, um, like Moinga is playing really well in in an all black team. Um, um, I have to say, I think Johnny Sexton could play well in a lot of different teams, but they'd have to be um, because he tends to make an awful lot more decisions in a game. And I think the way Ireland are set up is it is on your ten making as many decisions in a game as you possibly can. And and with Johnny making the right decision, but he has five or six options every single time he gets the ball. That's the difference. Um, and I, I, so I think you can drop him in any, anywhere. But that's where this argument kind of falls down. It all depends on the style you're going to play. It all depends on are you going to play a ver- very much a kicking game or uh, a, you know a running game, whatever it is. So again, I don't have a proper answer for that. I'm I'm falling into into the a toilet of words they're it's trying impossible, to it's impossible one to add, that's and it's because like it's the is x a better player than y but then also the all the intangibles like leadership it is and experience it's, and it's it's why i'm going to block column from, yeah. from tuesday texts i think <laughs> that's probably we should all i think we could all learn a lesson we'll because yeah. then yeah. you have to also think about it is this a world 15 that would play well together or is this a world 15 based on are they the best in their individual positions but of course keith column did not make that clear which is which Makes your job even more difficult. 
The five word texts tend to be the norm with Colm, yeah. so we're not talking about uh, clarity in any way. <laughs> Colm's getting thrown under the bus here. Uh, Richie Moyne got a definite a good pick either way. He's at number 10 and a lovely try at the end of that game against South Africa recently as well. It timed his run perfectly. Uh, so no one's going to judge you for that one. No one's going to judge you for your uh, choice at number 9. As Adrian said, there's probably no point dwelling on it. Antoine Dupont, I think, is the, the best number 9 in the world. Uh, he, look, he is. It's funny because watching again last weekend, looking at Aaron Smith's display of I would say technical brilliance um, his fitness over 100 caps still looks as fresh as a daisy um, the quality of his passing is, is phenomenal his, his fitness if after Clerk who was buzzing like uh, a swirling dervish for, um, for for the length of time he was on um, they're phenomenal you know and we're blessed I think at the moment with the quality of them but DuPont just holds out a different and, and it's different as well because, in, in, you know, in France, the, the guy who runs the game is a nine. It's not a ten. Mm. So um, it, you'll often see Dupont take the ball and run backwards. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do, which Galtier used to do 20 years ago. And um, But his strength, his capacity to link, his thinking around the game is is just phenomenal. So he gets it. Of course he does. Zero arguments on uh, on that pick number eight, Keith. You, you've got not, you've got a choice here, so uh, this is a difficult one: Kaelin Doris or Gregory Aldred. Well, look, I, actually, back three I found to be incredibly difficult. Mm. Um, look, I'm Kaelin Doris all the way, um, 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 and I know Jack Conan has done incredibly well. I still think Ireland are a better team with Kaelin Doris at eight. Um, uh, you have Aldred, who have to say is one of my favorite players yeah. I've, I've um watching the back row if you're picking a back row you'd pick you, you know en masse you'd pick the french back row you'd pick aldrich olivan and challenge um are they're extraordinary like they're extraordinary and uh they're you know they're a joy to watch in the physicality but also the skill level um but i think i like doris has uh, at eight, because it just seems to be his more natural position, he seems to have that extra little bit of time to to make his decisions, the extra little bit of space, his feet before contact, his the growth actually in his ability to take a risk with the pass, um, and then complete the pass. So a lot of everybody can take a risk with a pass falling or under huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, contact but it's then making certain that it actually works that's i i i just think he's as good as we've uh, like we've two we've we've um two guys in the in the pack for me that are as good as we've seen in ireland so i i i think that's i think that's very rare to have that anyway and um i think that's kind of a joy so i'd go for him over aldrich even though aldrich's one of my favorite rugby players to watch okay a blind side you mentioned him already uh olivon uh course unbelievable for too long last year as well uh and open side again this is a this is I've a kind decision. of got a bit of a, a bit of a blend of both so i i'm not exactly right with it i've what i've gone for Ardi Sevea mm-hmm. in the back row as well with olivan i look olivan again was injured for a huge period of time came back and reached a level of performance and an extra level of subtlety to francis um, um um back row which i thought was amazing um Ardi Sevea has been 
one of those dolls you can't knock over, you know, they just kind of rock back up onto their feet. Um, he has, I, I, he's consistently been, you know, the best back row forward in, in New Zealand for about five years. Anthony Jalanch is a name you mentioned is another option there. And Josh van der Fleer, I guess. Van der Fleer has been, um, like van der Fleer is, integral to every single thing that Ireland do. He, he plays at a really great level of performance. Um, um, I don't know that he's quite at the same level as he was last year. And uh, so I'll be interested to see how he re- reacts to that for this World Cup. So, and it's not that he has dropped, but I think some other guys are bringing more to, the, more to their game. Um, um, I, I, like I'm like now I'm arguing with myself. I love Van der Fleer. I just think he plays he plays brilliantly all the time. So, look, we could put a load of Irish guys down here and a load of French guys, yeah. intersperse it with a few um, um, South Africans, and well, that's actually what we've done pretty much. South Africans and a couple of All Blacks. It's, it's a nice it's, mix. It's a nice mix. Yeah. And even in the second row, you've got. Uh, Brody Retallick and I think Ebenezer as your as your final two picks. Yeah, I'm a little I'm I'm a little bit bored myself with that as a, because those guys have been around for quite a while. I love uh, Flamand. Um, I think he's fantastic. I even have Skelton in there because he's been the bane of you know so many teams at a club um, perspective. Um, I don't think he's quite having that impact at international now. He's back in the Australian in the setup again. Um, I thought Retallick was incredible again last week. Um, and Etzebet is, do you know what? I, it was, I, he's, a, he's a big guy, mm. but um, I watched him beside RG Snyman the other day and he looked almost bigger than Snyman. And Snyman is a giant. And uh, he's, it's, look, the impact he has and the impact he will have on this World Cup, I think, will be pretty stark. Uh, loose head Andrew Porter close but no cigar I've uh, I, again I, I don't know and maybe this could be part of that shit hosiery or not <laughs> I think Porter has been very good he needs to stop giving away penalties that's one of the important things and I said I got I struggled when I got to the front row actually mm-hmm. um, um, I like Stephen Kitsoff though he was always he always came off the bench now he seems to be starting far more often um, I think he's had a fairly large impact. A good player. I looked. There's any that you could go with. Um, um, I went with Kitsoff on this, and I think that could be part of that. Um, uh, you know, let's not pick too many Irish guys. And then, of course, I went with um, Dan Sheehan at uh, mm-hmm. at hooker, and I didn't go with anybody else. <laughs> um, I I think he's I I just think he's phenomenal. So it's. And this is a great World Cup. He's at a great age for it. He's got a lot of matches under his belt. Um, he's got a work ethic that's pretty phenomenal. Um, he has got Ronan Kelleher pushing behind him, which you can't understate um, that he, he's not allowed to rest on his laurels in any way, shape or form. Um, again, I think his feet and contact are incredible. His speed is incredible. I think this is his World Cup. I uh, sort of watching the rugby of the last few weeks, Keith, and listening to you now over the last 20 minutes, I have a growing sweaty palms and concern over the World Cup where we had sort of uh, collectively reached a decision that, you know, New Zealand were not uh, the New Zealand that we thought they were. And uh, listen to you there and the picks that you have in the team, how uh, eloquently you speak about the play- New Zealand players you've included 
and having watched him over the last couple of weeks, I have a growing concern that uh, in a couple of months, a few weeks' time, um, we're going to be reinstalling them as the hot favourites to win the World Cup. Well, there's a, there's a couple of mad things. Have we, this, that's an entirely different conversation, but um, our bread and butter and what keeps the game alive in Ireland is the Six Nations. and that's, mm-hmm. So that is of huge, huge importance. You can't sort of suddenly pick 15 new guys and, and say, let's try and do this entirely differently. And um, we have now built up a level of consistency in Six Nations, which A, is very good for the coffers and keeps the game alive and floating in Ireland, right? So that's a really big thing. Um, it also is a, a, a fantastic uh, annual competition um, that fits into the bleakness of winter and gives people something to support and, uh, you know, live for and all that sort of stuff. It's great for the hotels. It's great for everything, right? So all that stuff is fantastic. Um, but the teams that have been more um, world leaders um, tend to be... Um, England will always do well in the World Cup. They have capacity to do it. Um, Australia do incredibly well in World Cup, even with huge or like not a huge number of players. New Zealand are traditionally in around ninety percent, and they try and peak for World Cups, and they've won a couple. And uh, it annoys them that they've only won a couple. Like they're almost embarrassed that they haven't won them all, and that's the standard that they take into it. And they got lots of th- they, like they lost their way for a period of time. Um, a lot of players after Car- like Carter held such huge influence over New Zealand for so long. Um, I think he papered over a fair bit of cracks in, mm. in the team because he was so brilliant. Actually, he was able to pull the strings when he needed to. And uh, at the end of that, um, I think they've lost their way a little bit. And um, I think there's huge pressure on Foster. I think Joe Schmidt's having a fairly big influence in there in terms of some of the structure that's required. It isn't just down to the the skills and capabilities of the players. You have to think your way through it an awful lot more. They could rely on their skills for for so long when they had a guy like Carter at 10. It's become harder for them. So I think they're growing into it and I think they'll be, they'll be phenomenal in the World Cup. Um, it's... And their performance in the last couple of weeks have shown a sign to them we have a side to them we haven't seen for two or three years. Now that doesn't mean that the other teams don't know how to unpick them. Mm-hmm. So for me, I can't wait for the World Cup for that reason. But yeah. and then sorry, then you have South Africa. South Africa peak and organize every single thing that they have to achieve in the World Cup. Actually, to achieve in the World Cup and to achieve against New Zealand. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the South African way. And uh um, so I think they'll be fantastic in the World Cup the, that rounds out your team nicely Keith uh, so you had Kits off at Loosehead just ahead of Porter you had Dan Sheehan Tucker and Antonio who we didn't mention as the, uh, the tight head prop as well uh, yeah. La Rochelle man so uh, look not an easy one three Irish names in uh, in Keenan Doris and Sheehan I think that tempers the expectations nicely so can, well done Keith not an easy job you can block column now and um, and sleep sleep well after that I'll have to sleep well, yeah. I get a little bit of abuse, but that's okay too. That's fine. So we all do. It's great. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.